Welcome to the Rare Find Voices podcast. My name is Robin Koenig, and I'm the CEO and founder of Rare Find. I'm a self-improvement junkie, certified professional coach, podcast host, and public speaker. And I'm a wife and mom of four teenagers. I'm an expert at helping people use their gifts to take intentional action and get intentional results. How do I do this? By helping you realize your gifts and use them as your superpowers. I love challenging people to think differently, see things differently, and then do things differently to create powerful change in their life. Each week I'll share my voice or bring forward another rare fine voice to help you uncover your gifts, step into that power, and allow your brilliance to shine through. Believe me, I know how it feels to struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, successful enough, and deal with major life transitions such as getting married or getting divorced, changing jobs, or having kids. This podcast is for you if you want to be more confident in your own skin, transform your mindset, and get out of your own way. If you're ready to show the world your greatest gifts, then keep listening because you are a rare find. So let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Rare Find Voices. Today I'm so excited. I have my dear friend and amazing entrepreneur, small business owner, Jennifer Lekowitz. She is the founder and owner of Twig Hair Lounge, which is in Bressy Ranch in Carlsbad. They just celebrated their 10-year anniversary, which is amazing. She's also a creative on so many mediums. She's an efficiency queen, an entrepreneur, a lover of people, and a lifelong learner. So welcome to the show, Jen. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Robin. I love it. I love seeing your face, first of all. I know our listeners can't see us right now, but... It is so fun to see people in the midst of all this craziness that's going on with the coronavirus and to just have some interaction. I'm just so excited. I know. Me too. Zoom has been absolutely a lifesaver. And, uh, you know, we don't have to be disconnected from people. You know, we can be more connected than ever. Thank you for the wonderful technology. <laughs> Honestly, well, you know, the more that we can do this and the more that, you know, I am just so happy to bring forward different stories and conversations because in this time, there's so much uncertainty and so much stuff that people are trying to figure out that if there's just even the smallest possibility of a takeaway or a feeling of they're not alone, that's exactly why I wanted to have you on my show, talk about some of the stuff that's going on and just even share some, you know, again, some, some things that people are going through that they're going to hear from you and be like, okay, good. I'm not in this by myself. So, yeah. So um, I just, before we get started, because we've known each other for a really long time. <laughs> we've known each other since I, I was pregnant, I believe at the time when I met you. So that was more than 16 years ago. Yeah. We have known each other through kids, through marriages, divorces, <laughs> new marriages, um, so many different things. It's incredible to, to remember, like we have known each other for such a long time. We sure have. It's, it's a couple decade relationship here. <laughs> I know. And all the things that we've talked about while I'm sitting in your chair and you're doing your magic, <laughs> like, you know, we should have been recording that and had this amazing, like, you know, chronicle of all the things that we've talked about for so many years. But I consider you a dear friend and just such an inspiration. I've seen you do such amazing things in building your business. 
Oh, well, thank you so much, Robin. You've always been a, a powerhouse and an inspiration to me as well, too. So uh, the feeling is mutual. Oh, well, I want to be able to have other people hear a little bit about you. So can you just tell me a little bit about your background that led you to owning your business today? Yeah, absolutely. So I started in the hair industry uh, at the age of 15. I was an assistant at a really small family salon. They recruited me really just seasonally. And um, from there, I, I just had great mentors all along the way. So literally from the age of 16, I was taught behind the scenes and I was spoken into in terms of um, you're going to have your own business and this is how you're going to do it. And um, you're going to be really successful and you're going to lead other people and you're going to pass on these skill sets and um, really just the culmination of, of those great mentors talking into me over and over and over um, really has where I'm at today. And that's so, it's so great to hear because you know what, a lot of people that have started their businesses didn't necessarily have that around them. And so it can be a little bit unsettling to, you know, kind of feel like you're the only one trying to start a business. If you haven't experienced that growing up, your family didn't, you know, have a small business or you didn't have that kind of mentorship. So what an awesome experience. And for you at such a young age to grasp onto that and be like empowered, right. To do that and actually follow through with it here, you know, as an adult. Yeah, it was really cool. It, it took a long time for me to really take those words, years and years and years of that, to actually have the courage to go ahead and, and take that big step. So um, it actually wasn't until 2009, um, which was our, our one of the last great periods of time that a lot of people remember, right, the recession, um, that I had the courage to actually step out and start my business. Um, and again, it was like a period of time where, where it's really all your perspective and how you look at things, right? So I just saw this great opportunity and, and took it. And how powerful is that now to, like you said, look back and be like, during that period of time, you were able to do that. And so what, what would your, you know, kind of word of advice be for people in this moment in time? Granted, it's not the same but there are similarities in the fact that the economy is not, you know, economy is struggling, people are struggling. What do you extract from that place in time in 2009 that you apply now and could, you know, share as a word of advice for other people? Well, I, for one, have been meditating on that quite a lot. And I find so many parallels in it right now. So uh, right now is just a great time to hit the reset button. You know, there's a big pause on the world right now, and that can be the biggest blessing and the biggest gift. So um, what you take from a pause will determine how fast you leap outside of it. Um, yeah, I was, I was reading an article and they were talking about all the great businesses that came out of the last recession and just really kind of got you thinking about what's going to come out of this whole thing. And people's side hustles are going to turn into their all the time hustles. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at with it. I think it's extremely inspirational. And so, yeah. And so what I'm hearing you say, which is so true and how you've really approached 
you know, your career journey is not only the courage, but seeing the opportunity, the perspective, and using that to your advantage in a really powerful way. So mindset is a really big part of that, right? Believing that it's possible. And, and I know that, like you said, you've been meditating on it. And so giving yourself the space and the quiet of everything else that's around you, which is really noisy, although it's kind of like, it's like quiet, but yet noisy right now. I, I don't know how else to describe it, but there's a lot kind of going on because there's a lot of fear and anxiety, which makes a lot of noise. But at the same time, retreating inwards and giving yourself the ability to think and dream and vision, but also know that it's possible to bring it to life and not be scared. That's where the courage piece comes in. Right. Absolutely. I love that. And that's, that's exactly what's happening. It's such a time to just, just reset, just hit that button and go for it. <laughs> what do you have to lose? <laughs> well, and, and it's true because, you know, there, I've been reading similar articles where, you know, like so many innovations have come out of these down times. And so, you know, being able to like see, okay, well, what are the things that I could as a business owner possibly improve on? Or what are the things that I've always wanted to do, but maybe not had the time, not had the resources. And so, you know, I find it kind of interesting and I'm, I'm not shy when it comes to, you know, I, I call it calling people out on their BS, mm -hmm. on their belief systems, which are thinking that maybe they didn't do something because they didn't have the time and here they are with all this time and why are they not doing it? Yes. So, it brings forward the real truth, right? That it's really not about the time because here we are with a lot of time. It's really about, do you believe you want to? Do you really have the drive? And do you really think it's possible? Because if you're not doing it now, if time was the barrier, then what really was the barrier? I am so with you on that because I was in the shower yesterday and I'm like, you know, it's been almost 14 days of quarantine and I have not worked out. And that's always my excuse for not working out. Uh, I've done a whole lot of work, which is my normal retreating spot that I go to. I just work, work, work. Um, but I haven't taken the time to work out. So I actually called myself um, out on that yesterday. And yeah, yeah, it's completely accurate. So it's time to check yourself. <laughs> and totally normal. You are not the only one. And, you know, for as many times that I can say, I haven't had the time to maintain my house or organize my office as I look around and I see mess has nothing to do with the time. I really don't want to do it because it's just not a fun job. Get that. But it's not a priority. And so, you know, that's what it really comes down to. Not having the time is usually saying it's just not a priority for me. And it's okay to say that and acknowledge that and say, you know what, it's not a priority, but like recognize it and not use it as an excuse. So, you know, I'm sure now you're going to be thinking, okay, well, when can I put in the time to work out and, you know, find a way to motivate? Cause it's just not always easy. If it's not the number one thing that you want to do, like you said, a lot of more people are saying, I want to sit and watch Netflix or I want to have more family time. That's great. And as long as you're not looking at everything else and saying, but I don't have the time or the resources to do this because most people right now do. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people that are still working regular jobs from home and there's a lot more challenge in that. So I completely get that. Um, but 
what I'm going back to is what you were saying is how hitting the reset button right now and starting to understand where you can do things differently and, and look at some different perspectives. I love, there's a saying that says like growth is in the gaps. Mm. And right now there's a big gap, the big gap in us doing our normal routines. It's a big gap in us understanding what's next. So how do we grow from there? Hmm. Yeah, that's good. I have been finding ways intentionally to not go back to my normal. I've been finding ways to do better and not accepting what normal was. So for me, um, you know, this pause, I'm just sitting in, in the marinating and looking for the revelation of, um, well, if I do this, 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 and this, I can change my normal and that normal will be better. That's awesome. I, first of all, you said one of my favorite words, which is intentional. (laughs) Um, but like you said, not going back to normal because you know what, for everybody, we really are seeking comfort right now in so many places. I mean, for me, it's like food and wine and like avoidance of certain things because that's comfortable. And that's where we seek when things are scary. We seek the comfortable and being able to stretch yourself and say, I don't want to go back to normal. And I was just talking with somebody yesterday, one of my clients and talking about how you don't need to plan for this ideal world because most of it don't know what that could look like yet because there's so many unknowns, but can you reach for a more optimal? Yes. More optimal. It's like, you know, I don't know if you've read Atomic Habits, but it's a 1% change, like 1% better. Why not that? Yeah, definitely a step in the right direction, right? Yeah, more optimal. And, and like you said, not going back to normal, which you don't have to accept right now, you know, stagnancy. Right, right. So as a business owner, and obviously being in the situation where, you know, your business had to close, like had, you had to close the doors, tell me a little bit about kind of your journey from this whole situation with the pandemic, the stay at home order and the business, you know, needing to close kind of tell me how that, what you went through with that. Well, for one, I foresaw it coming. So I did have a little bit of in inside of me, like knowing what was coming. So I don't feel like it quite hit me over the head like a brick, but, um, but when it actually did happen, it happened very quickly. Uh, we had actually set the date uh, to close down uh, what would be our last day, and then we ended up moving it up, and we moved it up to the day before they actually mandated it. Um, my, my priority in all of it was to keep my staff safe, keep our patrons safe, and, and really just be a good citizen uh, of the world right now. And um, so I'm sorry, I forgot the question and where we were going with this. Um, just kind of the journey that after, you know, like what you've been through, so you made that decision to close. Right. And then from there, like, what have you been experiencing? What have you been doing to make sure that, like you said, you're focusing on those priorities of your team and your safety and being a good citizen? Yeah. So there's been some stages of grief through that. 
And I think there's definitely been a lot of acknowledgement of the stages of grief. I've actually listened to some webinars and some different talks on the stages of grief to really understand what it is that not just I was going through, but my staff was going through and our patrons are going through. And I think only once you really understand that, can you give people a little bit of rope um, for their reactions to it, right? Because uh, we're all going through this together. Um, yeah, I, I think really understanding grief is the key at this point. And then moving beyond that, it's been all about connection. So Zoom has been getting a lot of attention. Uh, it's been a constant in my house. Uh, even the kids with school are, you know, they're on Zoom now as well too. But we've just been maintaining connection with our staff. Uh, we're doing twice a week Zoom calls right now. And so we get to see everybody's face and, and really just feel where everybody's at and, and just get real about it. We've been staying really connected with our community as well too. And just making sure that, that people know that we're there for them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and that's the thing is I know because you have such a loyal, you know, client base, you've been in the community for so long and, and established yourself as a go-to place of, you know, self-care and just, and caring for people, really nurturing them um, and providing amazing service. I mean, it's like, it all, it's all become this, you know, this place where people really come to, and I'm sure it's going to be really hard for their clients to, you know, like feel like they don't have that. And so I've seen some of like your social media and some different things that you've been able to, like you said, innovate around or improve on that maybe were unexpected, but you weren't willing to sit back and just accept what it was. You wanted to find a way to improve it and ensure that connection for everybody. So, you know, give me some examples of some new ideas that have come out of this change for you. Yeah. Well, first I, I want to expand on what you said a little bit too, because it just came to me here, but you know, somewhere along the way, somebody has said that you're the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. And for us, we're very social people and sitting in the chair and spending an hour with somebody or even two hours with somebody on a regular four, six, eight week rotation. I mean, how often do you have that much time with a close girlfriend or a family member? And so we don't take lightly at all that we are maintaining, you know, dozens, hundreds, thousands of relationships at any single point. So um, with, with that being said, uh, so things that we're doing that, that I don't, I don't know if I'd call it innovative, but I'd call it old fashioned coming back around. Like our staff has literally called, uh, their guests on the week that they are due to come back in and just checked in. I mean, when's the last time that you actually got a phone call and not a text from somebody? Um, so we've, we've been doing that. Uh, we've been doing tutorials on things that people can do to hide their roots and encourage them not to, uh, you know, make a mess in their bathroom or make a mess that we have to fix at some point because nobody can fix it right now. Um, and then besides that, we've learned how to sell retail over the internet. <laughs> and um, really just a lot from behind the computer. So, which, which I know might sound really natural for some people, but when you're in the business of being face-to-face -face with people, it is the complete opposite. So, 
um, really just tapping into, into that. I love that you said you kind of like went back to some of the like the old fashioned stuff that, you know, in this point in time is really making people feel loved and cared for, you know, and I hope so. That is definitely the point of it. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, it's okay to try something that you're not even really sure if it will respond or not, because, you know, that's, that's kind of the point with a lot of small businesses is you got to try a lot of different things and you might not know if it's going to work and maybe it will work on one person and, you know, not on the other 99, who knows. But if you're able to do something that maybe the one person that you called was like really, really struggling that day and that lit them up and it was so unexpected and it really gave them something they needed that day, then it's worth it. And so I think sometimes we get so caught up in, you know, how can we measure this? And is this going to be successful based on what? Based on likes, based on views, based on, you know, the response from the mass. When right now, response from one is completely okay. And if not, almost like even better than, you know? Yeah. So keeping it simple, knowing your clients, knowing that you do have these relationships. Like you said, you're in a service-based industry that people are used to being in your chair and just like, you know, again, you guys are loving on people in a way that they, they really, they really desire, you know, they, they, they come to you for a reason, you know, and I know it's a competitive industry, you know, I can imagine. And so you doing these small things is what sets you apart. This is a differentiator for you. And it has continued to be for you because I know having been your client for 16 years yes. <laughs> that you really do come from a place of, you know, your heart and your care for other people. And that's, that's who you are. And it's reflective in your business. Oh, that's nice. Of, that's nice of you to say, Robin. I just, I've always been allergic to normal. <laughs> I always look for the point of difference. So. I love that. I'm allergic to a lot of things, but uh, yeah, I like that. Cause you know what? You've got to really think about how to um, be extraordinary beyond the ordinary, right? If that's the kind of life that you want. So you've built a business and a team that believes that same thing, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I wanna shift gears a little bit because one of the things that I love to talk with people about in general, but especially in this particular time is about how you know, we have defining moments in our life. Defining moments, and, and usually more than one, um, that we realize that we can have an impact. We realize that we have something inside of ourselves, something special, these are our gifts. These are the things that when we share them with the world, amazing things can happen. And so we start to understand that as we grow and go through different life experiences. And so, and I call us using our gifts, like we use them as our superpowers, right? We use them to do amazing things. And so when you think of your gifts, the things that you're able to tap into your superpowers, how, what are they and how have you been able to use them, especially in a moment like this? Wow, I could go a lot of different ways on this question here. I think ultimately, I don't, I don't have an off button, Robin. I just, I don't take no for an answer. No has never been 
In fact, in times that I've been told no, it makes me want something more. So, um, and the biggest moment of that was when I actually decided to take a leap and open the business 10 and a half years ago. Um, it was very challenging to get a loan at the time and applying for the loan, I was told no. In fact, I was told no four times before I actually got the loan. And every time I was told no, it was just, okay, well, we're gonna find another way to do this. We're just gonna go at it from a different angle and be more fierce. And in that process, I really, something that I thought I wanted, I just had to have. So um, for me, that's, that's a driver. I love that when, you know, if I were to put that in one word, I, tenacity comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm also very picky about who I spend um, a lot of time around and who I do life with. So I think it's important to really pick people around that and have those mentors in life that really push you to, to your full potential. That's yeah. And, and again, it goes back to the fact that you believe so much in the fact that you personally have very strong value, right? So you are worth being selective of the kinds of people that are in your life and who you surround your family with and all of that. And that is a difficult thing for some people to really understand, not only just put boundaries out there, but also understand that there's, there's an energy that's created not only from you, but also from the people that are around you. And it can guide you in directions that sometimes you may not want to go. And are you strong enough to be selective, be picky and, you know, allow it into your life or distance yourself from that. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it can be really hard because we as humans, we don't want to disappoint people. We don't want like, you don't want to rock the boat. And there's a lot of judgment out there. So being able to do that goes back to your ability to say, I'm worth it. You know, I understand my values and you're courageous in that same sense too. Yeah. Yeah. True. All of that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. But I love, I love your story And this. Again, I want, I want people that are listening right now that are business owners or are thinking about starting a business. Like you were told no over and over and over again. And, and it was like, it was kind of like filling your, your fuel tank to be like, oh yeah, all right, let's go at this again, because I actually am more motivated now to do this because you don't think that I can. It was the belief system by somebody saying no was telling you they don't believe in me. And you're like, screw that. I know that this is possible and I'm going to work even harder now to make it happen. Right. I'm sure there's some roots to that. We could probably dig really deep and analyze that. But, um, <laughs> well, but yeah, you know, we're, you hear these great stories of people that have just overcome adversity at, at levels that, you know, Oprah and uh, Tony Robbins and, you know, you know their stories. And it's just amazing how when you're in the face of adversity, um, how your mindset can change where you're going. Yeah, a thousand percent. And it's like you're reading off of my notes right now because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like to go and talk about mindset. You know, it's actually one of the things that I love talking about because, you know, there's, there's really mindset 
and energy are kind of about like the lens that you look through, right? It's perspective. And there's two ways you can look at things. You can look at things through a positive lens or what we call the anabolic energy, which is like seeing things as expansive, seeing things like a prism, right? It's reflecting and it's opening up and you're able to see more. When things have a negative energy or a negative mindset, then it's considered a catabolic energy, which is heavy and it's, and it's um, weighty and it closes it off like you're wearing blinders. You're looking through a tunnel. And so when you understand those things, you're actually able to, like you said, remind yourself or bring forward the belief that's going to help you affect change or shift your energy and your mindset into a more positive direction. So is there a time or a situation that you can recall maybe where you had a negative mindset or a negative perspective on something and you were able to shift that or change that somehow? Well, yeah, I mean, being human, that happens quite often, actually. Um, that might even be like a daily, very conscious <laughs> decision to change that. Um, let, me, let me think about which one here I, I'd like to use most as an example. I'm going to go back a few years here. Um, my father was a, a race car driver for, for fun. He ran drag strip races and, um, he was supposed to retire from it. My mom had asked him to, it's, you know, kind of a dangerous hobby. And, uh, one day I got a phone call. My family's in Chicago and I'm in San Diego and I got the phone call that there was an accident and, um, that my dad had hit a wall at 180 miles an hour three times in a row and the car exploded with him in it. And um, needless to say, I got on the next plane home. And um, gosh, it makes me emotional just thinking about it, but going and seeing the state that he was in, it changed a lot of things for me. Um, in that moment in time, I was in actually an abusive relationship and seeing my, my dad in this position, it, it just, something just clicked. I was like, no, 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 no. Life is too short. You have, you can change how you see things and you have the ability to make those changes. And I literally, when I went back home, I changed everything and I had the courage to leave that relationship. And um, I have the courage today to, um, you know, to guide other women that might be in similar positions away from that as well too. And to really just to say, you can do it and you can rise and um, you don't have to fall back into that as well either. Um, yeah, but that, that all came from inside my mind saying, yes, you can do this and you have the strength to do it. And then walking that out. That's, oh my gosh, I, I had goosebumps because I remember that. I remember when that happened and you sharing that with me and how difficult that was for you to, you know, see your dad go through what he did, which was also a lot of physical rehab and really difficult for your family to, you know, to see him go through all of that after his accident. So gosh, but what a powerful way that you were able to take that experience 
and still feel it in the, in what it was, right. Which was really hard, mm -hmm. but then take something away from it that you were able to do differently in your life by seeing things differently and understanding it didn't need to be a certain way that you had the power to change that for yourself. Even though you couldn't necessarily change what happened to your dad, you really took that experience as a learning for yourself. And that's, that is powerful. Yeah. Well, I think oftentimes when we're faced with trauma and big life changes, um, it's, it's not just like a silent little whisper anymore. It is a huge knock at the door and it can be a huge awakening. And right now with what's going on with the COVID pandemic, this is, this is not a whisper. This is a knock, a really, really loud knock. And so if something isn't working for you, this is the time to change it. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's resiliency, right? Okay. Right. It's, it's, and also not being afraid to hear that knock or pound on the door. Somebody's busting the door down, like you said. It's, you know, it's not a small little like, oh, I think I'm kind of hearing something. It's like, trust your gut that something powerful right now is really happening and you have the opportunity to make a change. Right. And it's really a choice. You know, it's an opportunity and then the choice to say, I want it. And I'm not afraid of it. Not letting fear be the guide, but the belief that you have in what's possible and, you know, and you got to draw on those times. And sometimes it takes that, you know, you've got to remind yourself, be like, I've been through stuff. I've been through really hard stuff before. How did I get through it before? Because we forget, right? Once you're past it, sometimes you forget what you did in that moment that got you where you are. Because maybe you're feeling really happy. Maybe you're like, I am living my best life. Mm -hmm. And now here we are in a moment of trial and saying, okay, this is going to test me, but I've been tested before. I know what it's like to go through something really hard and maybe it wasn't the same thing, but what is that thing that I did before that moved me forward out of that darkness? That was really, really hard before. And you've got to go back and remind yourself of what that is because those are success stories that we all have. And we just forget when all of a sudden we're like, ah, this happened. I'm screwed forget it. I'm going to give up and I'm going to literally just live in my pajamas and not do my hair. And I'm going to just like completely check out and not talk to anybody because I don't want to, because I'm really, I'm in a bad place. And that's the negative, that catabolic energy that's super heavy. And I love that you said, which is so true. This is a daily thing. And, and you're not the only one. I feel the same way every day. I have to just remind myself, where am I at? What do I need? You know, what's it going to take to get through today to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish? And if I'm choosing not to accomplish them, I'm choosing that, <laughs> you know, and yeah. to check in on yourself and maybe check in on your friends and check in on your coworkers. And, you know, for me, it's checking in on other people that, you know, I have such a long-term relationship with you. We've known each other for so long and yet it's so easy to forget that, Hey, you know what? I want to check in with you and see how you're doing. Cause I'm sure that it's been a hard time for you with you and your business and how many other businesses are out there that I'm loyal to, or that I go to frequently that I, I need to check in on them. I want to check in on them and say, what can I do to help you? You know, this isn't about growing my coaching practice. This is like me just being a human being and caring 
about those other businesses that I want to see do really, really well after this is all over. Yes. They, all those little businesses absolutely appreciate all the little check-ins, all the little loves. And I know it's, it's brought tears to my eyes, uh, the messages that have come forth and the aids that have come forth. And um, yeah, it's really beautiful. I think when you look at, let's say an old couple who's been married for a really long time and you ask them, you know, so has it always been roses? And they'll be honest with you, you know, they'll say no, but we grew most in the valley, right? And um, this is just a valley, and this is just a great opportunity to grow those relationships that maybe were on the back burner or put aside or we were too busy or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, this is just opportunity, absolutely, to build all those relationships and, and to see those succeed that, that you really care about. Let them know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you read Spencer Johnson, Peaks and Valleys? I actually have. <laughs> the good one. And, it, and obviously, you reference the whole, the valleys and stuff like that. So, you know, if you're looking for a super quick, easy read, you know, the author of Who Moved My Cheese, Peaks and Valleys is another awesome one. It will literally take you an hour and get so much from it in a really quick period of time that I think would serve so many people really well right now. So just a just a, a recommendation, I guess. I love to read, so. <laughs> um, okay, so let's just do a quick thought forward. So, you know, you've got 10 and a half years now owning your salon. Um, where do you think you will be five, 10 years from now? Like what's, what's future Jen doing five, 10 years from now? <laughs> Well, that depends on the day that you ask me. I have this disease where I just dream up new things all the time and don't have enough time to actually make them all go. But um, in terms of the business I, I have now, five, 10 years from now, I just really see it thriving. You know, I, I look at this time as a big pause, but I really do think that once, once it's safe to do so, we're going to be in demand. And it actually makes me a little nervous of how much in demand we're going to be. So we definitely are preparing for that um, in a way that we can still deliver safe services to everybody as well, too. And, uh, and keep the value there and the quality as well, too. But um, yeah, I, I, still, I see us still serving people and still being pioneers in our industry. So like I, like I said before, you know, allergic, I think I said allergic to normal, but it's actually allergic to average. Um, so yeah, we will, we will be innovating as time goes forward. And right now everything is just changing so much faster. So I see a lot of change happening five, 10 years from now. Where that is, I don't know right now. And I'll still be sitting in your chair. So. <laughs> We'll have a, a little more uh, gray going on, but um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know you're talking about me, so thank you. <laughs> oh, no. <There's laughs> Grandma over here. All of a sudden, too. <laughs> <laughs> Granny over here. I got a good, uh, probably 10 years or so on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I love that. And, and like you said, um, your clients will need you more than ever 
you know, when you reopen, like it's not even an if, it's like a when. And I've heard that from a lot of people, again, small business owners, people that are preparing for when they reopen, knowing that it's kind of like, there's like this buildup of like excitement and enthusiasm that their clients are just like, as soon as they say, we're here, we're back, that it's like the doors are gonna bust. Like it's gonna literally be like this explosion of energy and excitement because people really do want to come back. And so knowing that, believing in that, that they will come back and also planning for planning the runway. Like, so setting the stage for that to be successful and not sitting back right now and just not doing anything to prepare for it. And that's one of the things that I've been working with a lot of people on is like building the runway. And even if it's kind of like a little bit at a time, but every week doing something to plan for when that happens so that it's not unexpected and you're not like unprepared and able to handle the volume, the enthusiasm. And like you said, deliver the high quality that people are used to. It doesn't have to be madness and chaos. Right. Yeah. It, and very much so that's going to be the balancing act in this and, and really where the preparation needs to happen. So we actually have some extra staff that's ready to rock and roll to, um, to deliver this as well too. So yeah. um, I don't know how much we're hearing about people hiring in the process of all this, but I'm definitely uh, recruiting cap on doing some zoom trainings um, so that when we get the green light, we we're going. That's awesome to hear. And we will definitely share that too with people like, you know, to contact you so that they know like, Again, this is not about doom and gloom on everything and there's opportunities out there and we've just got to, you just have to find them, right? You've got to find them, a little bit of a needle in a haystack. So we'll be sure to mention that as well. Um, okay, and I always love to share kind of, you know, at the end, like what everybody has something that's like a mantra or a quote or things that kind of just guide them through stuff, right? And so I asked you what yours was and you said, life is change growth is optional. Grace is not. Tell me about that. So life has changed. Hence, you know, what's happening right now. Uh, growth is optional. So mindset, just everything we just talked about and grace is not. So, uh, if we are truly going to move forward and grow, we have to give ourselves and we need to give those around us some grace. Uh, we need to give people the room to make a mistake and learn from it. And, and sometimes the hardest person to do that with is yourself. A thousand percent. And it, that's one of my mantras is space and grace. Mm. So it applies to yourself and to other people. And that's powerful, especially right now when it can be super easy. We're all triggered really quickly right now because of the fear, because of the anxiety, because we're stuck in our houses with kids and all the kind of stuff that, you know, tolerance and patience is running thin. Mm -hmm. and so being easy to snap and thinking, well, somebody had a negative intention or whatever and not giving them the grace to say, well, maybe they're struggling too, or, you know, and, and so it's like, you can choose how you respond to that right now, which sometimes is maybe just not being so quick to judge or not being so quick to respond to something, you know, or be triggered. It's hard, but you said it's, it's important. Yes, it is challenging. Not only has quarantine, you know, put everybody a little bit on edge, but uh, in my house, I've had quarantine 
with uh, three three kids, two of which hit puberty during this time. So uh, talk about getting schooled on grace really fast. It's been uh, amplified. <laughs> oh my gosh. And But you are the mama bear. So, you know, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you're hanging in there. And, you know, when when times get tough, you're you're finding the projects to do that I know you do all around your house. You're such an awesome DIY. And oh my gosh, I love seeing all of the things that you're doing. So <laughs> keep inspiring us, please. I need it in my home. <laughs> but thank you for sharing that insight about your mantra and stuff. So, you know, just to kind of close it up, what would be one word of advice for people as they're, you know, kind of getting through this difficult time? Um, and how they can really prepare and also just get into a good mindset for the, you know, kind of long term that it might take for us to all get back on our feet. What's a word of advice as a small business owner that you could share with them? Well, I think the greatest advice is to really kind of look at the visual of what's happening with the earth right now. So the earth is resting and through that resting, it's healing. And um, there's healing in the resting. So, um, you know, you need to really get clear about what resting looks like and, um, and take that energy and use it for good. I love it. I love it. That's really awesome. And again, appreciate you sharing all of those things that have helped you along the way. And, and again, maybe there's just somebody listening right now that is going through the same stuff and they're feeling like maybe they just don't know how to get back onto their feet with their business and they're struggling to make that happen. So appreciate you giving all of your thoughts and insights and, you know, advice to other small business owners and just people in general dealing with a lot of change and challenge. So um, how can people find you and your business to connect? Yeah, so the best way is really through Instagram. Uh, the business has a page, it's Twig Hair Lounge, and I have my own page as well, Jen underscore Twig Hair Lounge. Uh, that's the best way to really connect with us. There's links to our website from there, and um, yeah, just drop us a message. And if you're looking for amazing service, great products, and all kinds of other fun things along the way, I highly recommend them. <laughs> and again, so adore you as a person and all that you have done with your business. I could not be more excited to see it come back to life again and grow and evolve and just, you know, like you said, be even better than before, be more optimal than before. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. This was really fun, Robin. It's fun. Just, uh, it really is just like us having a conversation in my chair. <laughs> we usually go pretty deep. So thank you for hanging out with me. I'm missing our time together. <laughs> me too. Well, I will be back soon. And in the meantime, thank you everybody for listening. Please take a moment to share this, subscribe, and with love and laughter, have a great day.